Wow, an honor to be here with you to celebrate St. Faustina and the incredible saint that we have been given uh, by God at this time in history. It amazes me how many churches don't celebrate this day. I was just this morning, I got up real, real early to go for spiritual direction down to Chicopee, um, down in uh, there, and I went to one of the parishes down there for spiritual direction, and the Mass was going on. No mention of St. Faustina. No mention. She's in and on the universal calendar. This is one of the greatest saints of our times. And so it's an honor, and that's why I think God has you watching with us to celebrate this special day. Now, who was she? Just a little bit about St. Faustina. Uh, we forgot her birthday. Um, you know, we don't usually celebrate, but her birthday's not today. Her birthday's August 25th, 1905. She was born Halina Kowalska. Now, she was uh, raised on a 12-acre farm. Um, she was the third of 10 children. So good Catholic family, right? I've always said before, I, she always makes me laugh because her job growing up on the farm was she was a dirt clod breaker upper. She used to, so that the seeds could plant better, she would break up dirt clods. Well, anyway, in 1924, she was 19, all right? When most teenagers are running off to college, losing their faith, here she is with her sister Natalia at a dance. And this was at a park in Poland. And she had a vision during that dance of the suffering Jesus. Now, most of the time, people think she saw only the divine mercy Jesus. No, the first vision she ever had was him suffering. And he asked her, how long are you going to make me wait? So this was a very important question to her. She immediately, without approval of her parents, she went to Warsaw. And she went to the convents there, <clears throat> and she was turned down at every single one. Every single one, uh, either because of her poverty or her education. Kind of interesting, isn't it? So after several weeks, it was the superior at a very good community, one that we're very close to, the Sisters of Our Lady of Mercy. It was that superior that gave her a chance. But she told her, you have to go out and earn money to be able to pay for your habit, and she did. She spent a year being a nanny and doing housework, and then when she came back, the Mother Superior didn't remember. Could you imagine? <laughs> and so, but she finally was able to get in. She knew nothing about the convent she was joining, except that the Lord led her there. It is the exact same thing with me with the Marians. I knew nothing about the Marian fathers other than God led me here. And so it's amazing how God works. So she took the religious name, Sister Maria Faustina of the Blessed Sacrament. All right, now that's why, because the Eucharist was the center of her life. Now, Faustina, the name, and I'm meeting a lot of young ladies who are picking it as their confirmation name. I think it's beautiful. Uh, her name means fortunate or blessed one, right? It's the feminine form of Faustinus a male martyr from the early centuries of the church, Faustinus. 
And so Faustina is the feminine form. So she, she joins this convent. She's put into the remedial kind of work, cook, being a gardener, a portress. That's the person who opens the doors. She was bounced around between eight convents, right, between Lithuania and Poland. <clears throat> and she didn't get along with the sisters. A lot of them mocked her. Most of them did not like her. But some did. Some sought her advice. They really saw something special in her, right? So it was on February 22nd, 1931, that when she was in her cell in Płock, Poland, that Jesus first appeared to her as the King of Divine Mercy. That's the image, I don't know if Brother Mark can pan to it to show you, this is the image that Jesus appeared to her as the resurrected Christ and the crucified Christ. That's what makes this image so unique. It's both the crucified Christ and the resurrected Christ. And Jesus said, I want this image in every home. You can, you can get it. You can get it on our website. You, you, can, you can visit our website. Get this image, divinemercyart.com. Get the image. If you can't afford it, write to me. All right, and then we'll send you. I, I just want it, as Jesus said. I do not actually not. I want it. Jesus wants it in every home, even if it's just a little prayer card that you that you have in your wallet somewhere. Put it in your home. Jesus wants it in every home, and so uh, he told Saint Faustina that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Does that sound unimportant? Mm -mm. So her, uh, she had a confessor named Andraj, and then she met her spiritual director, Sapochko, Blessed Michael Sapochko. And he asked her to write down all these visions that she had of Jesus because they were fascinating. And he had her mentally tested and psychologically evaluated. She passed with flying colors. So anyway, but the devil gets to us, right? And so she writes all this down, and then the devil attacks her that who do you think you are you're full of pride you're not going to be the messenger of Jesus who do you think you are and she burned it she burned the diary and when blessed Michael Sapochko found out he's like no start rewriting everything you can remember so here's the problem with the diary not only is it this thick and it intimidates a lot of people but it's not in chronological order. It skips around, and so it's hard to follow. Well, the reason why is because when Faustina tried to rewrite what she had been told by Jesus, she was still having visions of Jesus. And so these things got mixed up. And so we don't, it's like the Bible, you don't read it chronologically. The Bible's not to be read chronologically. And so St. Faustina wrote it, now Brother Mark, and myself um, and, and, and uh, Joe and Chris Sparks, our theologian, and Joe, our editor, we've been talking about creating something that I think you're going to love. We're going to create the essentials of the diary of St. Faustina. We're not going to change anything. We're just going to go through it by topic, make it chronological if we can, Go by it by topic and take out what's the most essential parts of the diary to get you a readable, manageable form. I think this is going to be one of the most powerful projects we've ever done. And so look forward to that because that's our hope. Now, if it's not God's will, it won't happen. But 
I don't want to speak for God, but I can't imagine it wouldn't be. <laughs> so this is something to look forward to. Now, this is powerful because when he appeared to her in that image and he had that image painted, he said this, I am the face of the Father's mercy. This is, this is awesome. Uh, he also gave her the chaplet of divine mercy. She suffered tremendously. The sister so much, the sister thought she was faking. But God requested of her, Jesus requested that she offer her sufferings in union with him to atone for her sins and the sins of the whole world. That's the prayer of the chaplain. So anyway, she shared in a special way part of Christ's cross. Remember, Christ only gives the big share of the cross to those he really knows can handle it. And that's hard, right? So she received internal, internal, I would say invisible, more like a spiritual stigmata. Not like St. Francis, who we just celebrated yesterday, who got the physical stigmata. I mean, we're in the middle of Saint Week, all right? We're in the middle of, it's so amazing, Faustina died on October 5th, 1938, because the saints, when they die, that's usually their feast day, because it's a new birth. It's really their birthday into heaven. And so Faustina died on October 5th, and she's right smack dab in the middle of the most incredible week of saints of the whole year. October 1st, we had St. Therese of Lisieux. October 2nd, just a couple days ago, we had our guardian angels. Yesterday, October 4th, we had St. Francis. Right there, and today we have St. Faustina. Do you realize that those three saints are three of the most popular saints in the history of the Catholic Church? All in one week. St. Therese, St. Francis, St. Faustina. And then Friday, we will celebrate on the 7th, Our Lady of the Rosary. So we'll be doing a little video on that. So look, look for that coming out tomorrow. Amazing that, that, that God put her right in the middle of the biggest power punch of saints in the entire year. And so, of course, our lady feasts are the biggest, but talking about um, other ones. So this is powerful because she shared in this part of Christ she had the stigmata. She suffered with pain and the symptoms. She even had the pains of an abortion um, three times, so bad that she lost consciousness. Now, what's interesting is she only got those pains between 8 p.m. and 11 p.m., which are the exact hours that the clinic near her performed abortions. The exact time she was, she was making reparation. And the pain, the whole, she said, never had she experienced pain like that. And do you know that's actually why Jesus gave her the chaplet? It was after that pain that she went the next day to the chapel, and Jesus gave her the words of the chaplet. Father Seraphim always claimed that the chaplet was given in atonement for the sin of abortion. Powerful. So it, 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 this was to offer reparation to God for those children lost. All right, so finishing here, God, though, didn't just give her suffering, he gave her a lot of consolations. Um, do you know she was only one of three people that we know of in human history to see a seraphim angel? The other was Isaiah when the coal burning charcoal was touched to his lips to purify it. The second was yesterday, St. Francis. He was the only the second person we know in human history to behold a seraphim angel, the highest angels. And the third, St. Faustina. 
when she couldn't receive Holy Communion because she was sick and she couldn't go to Mass, she asked our Lord for Holy Communion. He sent a seraphim angel and the seraphim angel was ready to give her Holy Communion and she asked the angel, will you hear my confession? And you've heard me say this before, it's incredible. And the angel, the highest of the nine choirs of angels, the seraphim said to her, I can't. She said, can you hear my confession? He said, I can't. No spirit in the universe has that power except a priest. Amazing. Amazing. And so she is a first on many things. Anyway, in 1937, she had a vision. And this is what Philip, our postulant, is going to read you at the end of the um, communion today. Paragraph 1044. She had this vision of her own feast day actually her canonization day and the feast of divine mercy they would be celebrated in rome but she saw it in her chapel and she saw peter whisper the holy father was not it was not known to everybody that the holy father was going to declare the feast of divine mercy back in 2000 and so faustina back in 1937 said she saw the holy father and she saw this huge feast that was for her and, and, and then she saw St. Peter appear between the altar and the Holy Father and whisper in the Holy Father's ear. This is what you're going to hear Philip read. And he whispered in her ear, and all of a sudden she says that the Holy Father clearly understood him. And here's what's fascinating. If you watch the film, you'll see John Paul kind of like in a trance. And then all of a sudden, he blurts out, we're going to declare the feast of divine mercy. Is it possible that Peter whispered in his ear, now is the time for God's mercy. Declare the feast of divine mercy. I mean, that's amazing to even contemplate, to even think about. <clears throat> that's what we're celebrating in this, this saint. And so anyway, she saw this. And, um, you know, it, it's amazing. So then she died uh, the next year, 1938, on today's date, October 5th. She died of tuberculosis. Now, here's where the Marians come in. Our Marian priest, Father Joseph Yarzhambowski, took the material from Blessed Michael Sapochko, her confessor, on a miraculous journey to the United States in 1941. And he promised God, if you get me there safely, I will spread the rest of my life spreading divine mercy. Well, he had expired visa. He had no paperwork. And yet, and he couldn't even go west because of the war. He had to go east through Siberia, into Japan, across the Pacific, and arrived on the west coast. And he did it with an expired visa. That's a whole nother story. Miraculous beyond belief. And so we'll, we'll share that story with you some other time. But by the end of 1941, millions of prayer cards, they started with the Felician sisters in Detroit. So I said, that's another one of my connections to divine mercy. And then they started printing them right here in Stockbridge in the 1940s. Right here, the very building that I'm Father Joseph over, we print the same cards that they printed when they brought it over from St. Faustina 
And here's what's really amazing. The, pre, the, the main way that this devotion spread was in World War II and by the Filipinos. God bless the Filipino angels, the, all the Filipino women that are out there spreading, handing out prayer cards. God's using those people, the Polish and the, and the Filipinos, I believe, are God's chosen people today. A spark will come from Poland to prepare the world for my final coming. And he uses the Filipino ladies to spread the fan, fan that spark. I mean, it's incredible what they do. In Poland, the spark came. That spark is John Paul II, Divine Mercy, St. Faustina, and I believe the Marian Fathers, and you as a Marian helper. Then the spark was fanned, I believe, by the Filipino women. All over the world, you meet Filipino women. In fact, there was a story that I found so incredible that in Saudi Arabia, where Christianity is illegal, they don't know what to do with the Filipino women there. They're, they're passing out divine mercy cards. They don't know what to do with these women. They're fearless. They're the little apostles. They're four feet tall and spreading out like they're 6,000 feet tall. It's incredible. And so this is how God works. This is what we're a part of. This is why you're a Marian helper. This is why I'm a Marian. And this is why St. Faustina was told by Jesus, you, St. Faustina, will prepare the world for my final coming. She is the apostle of divine mercy. She is a special saint chosen for this time. And this is why I became to the Marians and didn't even know it. Amazing. And so in this whole thing happened, <clears throat> the key was the association of Marian helpers. If you're a Marian helper, God bless you. If you're not, please join us. It's easy. M-I-C for Marian's Immaculate Conception, M-I-C-Prayers.org. It's no money. I don't care if you ever donate a dollar. It takes only 10 seconds. Join us. And share in these graces. And it's amazing. So you can share in our mission by being a Marian helper. This is, and you know, St. Faustina said, she wrote, we have this. We did a video on this. If you didn't see it. She had a vision. She said, I saw, a, I had a vision of a giant association of lay people. I, this is coming from Faustina. I had a giant vision of an association of lay people that spread divine mercy. And these lay people were going to share in this mission. Even if it's from your own couch, you can share in this. Please join us. I mean, it's amazing what our Lord has given. So finally, people always bring up, Father, this is condemned. Uh, yeah, it, from 1959 to 1978, the, everything was put on hold because they had a faulty translation. All right. It wasn't that Faustina was condemned. She wasn't condemned. The translation was faulty. It was from a, a, a nun who translated from the Polish into Italian incorrectly. Like, for instance, the incorrect translation in one part, St. Faustina says, I am the divine mercy. Well, <laughs> you know, if I'm the Vatican and I read that as somebody says, I am the divine mercy, I'm going to ban it too. The problem is that's not what St. Faustina said is a faulty translation. Finally, that all got worked out. You know how that got worked out? That got worked out because of Father Seraphim, great Marian father, our patriarch. And Father Seraphim smuggled out pictures of the diary. 
and then had them translate it. And Father Kaz and Father Seraphim worked on translating the diary into English. <clears throat> and that's why John Paul II commended the Marian fathers. You know, John Paul II said it is precisely this poor girl, a girl from nowhere, that God entrusted the mission of announcing to the world the most important message of the 20th century. Wow, that's powerful. So her spirituality, you can sum it up in two words. What are the two words that summarize the entire Bible and the entire diary of St. Faustina? Trust and mercy. Trust and mercy. You trust God that he'll take care of you, open your heart to receive his mercy. Trust him that you follow his will and then be humble enough to go to confession and communion to receive his mercy. You know, she had total trust. Whatever Jesus asked her to do, she did. She had total trust. Get a load of this. She was not an artist, yet God asked her to paint a painting. She had no money, yet God asked her to do things that required huge resources. She had no influence in the church, yet God asked her to institute a feast. Amazing. And he gave her no help to do it and told her she was accountable for souls if she didn't. Gee, thanks, God. <laughs> but that's who she was. The greatest grassroots movement in the history of the Catholic Church is divine mercy. So we pray that today, keep praying that she'll become the fifth female doctor of the church. We're working on that. What an amazing gift. And so remember, mercy, we always teach, comes in the form of A, B, C. And A is ask for God's mercy. B is be merciful to each other. And C is completely trust in God's mercy. God's been trying to give us that message from the beginning of the world. Mankind hasn't listened. He tried for centuries to bring up and get this message to mankind. We didn't listen. Finally, finally, in the 20th century, Jesus said, that's it, I'm done. Now, he's not done with us, but he said, that's it. I'm finished. This is it. You, St. Faustina, will prepare the world for my final coming. So he gave her five new channels of grace that we call Finch, like the little bird, F-I-N-C-H, the Feast of Divine Mercy, the Image of Divine Mercy, I, N, the Novena of Divine Mercy, C, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, H, the Hour of Mercy. And so he took the message of mercy, which is the Bible, ABC, and he said, I, in order to live it, you, Faustina, I'm giving it to you to give to the world. So he gave her those five new channels of grace, the feast, the image, the novena, the chaplet, and the hour of mercy, three o'clock. And he said, you bring that to the world so that people will start living the message of divine mercy, which goes all the way back to the Garden of Adam and Eve. So if you want to know, other than Mother Mary and St. Joseph, and there's one saint that pulls together the entire course of salvation history, it's right here. As much as I love these other saints, as much as I appreciate the other saints that we have in our church calendar, other than Mary and Joseph, right here, because she was chosen for the most important message, the end of the world. And that's why we turn to her today and say, St. Faustina, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.